Welcome to Annunciation with Father David. Father David is the priest at Annunciation Greek Orthodox Church in Decatur, Illinois, where every week people are connected to the ancient wisdom of Orthodox Christianity. Here is Father David. Christ is in our midst. Good morning. This morning we will continue with our exploration and study of the Divine Liturgy. And we are blessed. The Holy Spirit is great and He is good because He has provided for us a bunch of examples of what I want to talk today about. And that is the first petition that we hear from the priest or the deacon after blessed is the kingdom. And that is, in peace, let us pray to the Lord. Now again, we find ourselves with a word that we must sit upon and meditate upon and pick apart and understand. Because peace, especially in Hebrew and in Greek, have several different connotations. And in context of the New Testament, there are three that are important. The first is a feeling of calm or rest or the peace of the heart. And this is as opposed to messy or untidy or disorderly. The second is a reconciliation with God. Peace is the reconciliation with God. And the third one is that peace is the salvation of all mankind in an ultimate eschatological sense, where eschatology means the study of the end times. So let's begin first with that idea of peace as a sense of calm, a sense of order. Today in his letter to the Corinthians, Paul tells the people of Corinth that you should all agree and that there should be no dissensions among you, that you be united in the same mind and the same judgment. Because what was going on in the church of Corinth was they were arguing with each other. Well, I'm, Paul, I'm of Paul or I am of uh, Apollos, I am of Christ. And so there was this dissension, this disorder, this discomfort. People were arguing with each other instead of being of one mind in front of God. And so what Paul is appealing to here is this idea of peace as a calmness, as a sense of order. That when we approach God and we stand in front of God as the church, that in our hearts we must let go and forgive all of those things that we are angry about or hurt about or disagree about with our fellow Christian or our fellow brothers and sisters here in our parish, our brothers and sisters in the broader Orthodox Church, that we must feel an order about things, that we must be of one mind, that we be at peace with ourselves and one another. And therefore, we can, in peace, together as the church, pray to the Lord. The second sense of peace, that of the reconciliation with God, is exemplified today 
by the four feasts of the Dormition. Let me read to you the Apolitikia of the four feasts. O people, anticipate and leap for joy now with faith, and longingly congregate today applauding with joy. All of you cheerfully shout in exultation. For the Theotokos is preparing for her departure from the earth to the heavens. With glory we sing hymns to her and glorify her as the mother of God. Now note, we're talking about her death here. She's about to die, and the church is calling us to basically throw a party. We're singing, we're exalting in joy, we're applauding, okay? We're shouting in exaltation. The Theotokos, the mother of God, is about to die. And the reason that we are able to be filled with such joy is because of the peace that God has given to us and His reconciliation with us. Christ has become a human being, breaking down the wall of separation that was erected by human beings through sin. Because through sin, decay, disease, and death entered into creation. And because God, in the person of Jesus Christ, became a human being, experienced all of the travails that we do in the fallen world. Torture, sadness, despair, death. He was able to raise our nature and all of us with him into heaven to be enthroned at the right hand of God the Father. Through the cross, sin is forgiven. Through the cross, death has been trampled upon. There is peace between God and his creation. What once tore us apart, sin and death, no longer has power, so we are reconciled with God. Death no longer has dominion. Death no longer has its sting. So therefore, we, on the eve of the death of the Theotokos, are able to anticipate and leap for joy. The third kind of peace, this idea that it is the salvation of all mankind in an ultimate eschatological sense, is foreshadowed today in the feeding of the 5,000 from the gospel. It is also foreshadowed by the prophet Micah, who we celebrate today. In his prophecy, he says these things. She shall have peace. She, in this case, referring to the church. Okay. When Assyria shall come into your land, and when he shall come upon your country, and there shall be raised up against him seven shepherds and eight attacks of men. So despite the fact that Assyria is going to come through and destroy the kingdom, there will be peace. And in the Hebrew, it's kind of interesting. It's not clear as to whether or not this line, she shall have peace, refers to this attack by Assyria or what the verse that comes before. And that verse that comes before is, and the Lord shall stand and see and feed his flock with power, and they shall dwell in the glory of the name of the Lord their God. 
for now they shall be magnified to the ends of the earth. So we have this sense that despite all of the trials and tribulations that the fallen world brings to us, like the invasion of, of Assyria, that there is this glory and this power that is being given to us by the Lord. And Christ himself demonstrates how this is to happen in a foreshadowing act by feeding the 5,000. Because what does he do? He takes bread, like today we took bread, and he prays over it and offers it to his Father, just as we prayed over bread and offered it to the Father. And then he broke it, just as he broke it. And then he fed to satisfaction 5,000 men, besides women and children, with 12 baskets left over. And as we pray over the gifts, that Christ is eaten but never consumed, that there is no end to what he gives us in his body, his blood, that more than 12 baskets are left over because there is no end to him. And so what is foreshadowed in this proto-liturgy that Christ shows the people out in the wilderness comes to fruition today in what we do. And that that power and that glory that Micah speaks about is indeed magnified to the ends of the earth. Because where on earth isn't the Orthodox liturgy celebrated today? Where on earth do human beings not consume his body and his blood? And consuming that body and that blood, we are given Christ himself and all that he is, all that he does, all of the power, all of the forgiveness, all of the mercy that he has offered all of mankind. And so in this one moment, when we come forth and partake of his body and his blood, we are experiencing the eschaton, the end days, when he shall come again, and his glory shall transform everything into what it should be, according to what he created it to be. And in this small way, of praying in peace, gathering in peace, accepting the peace that God has offered us, the reconciliation from sin and death, and partaking of the salvation that he has given all mankind. We get to see for ourselves his power, his glory, and his love. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, now and ever, unto the ages of ages.